they simply would not be denied. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sport Talk Buffalo. Before we go any further, I want to remind you guys to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. I talk Bills, Sabres, and UB Bulls men's basketball and football right here on this page. Also, remember to check out some cool merch. The links are in the description below. Wow. The Buffalo Sabres do it again. Winning on ceremony night, this time as they retire the number 30 for Ryan Miller. Now say what you will about Ryan Miller, whether or not he deserves the honor of his number being retired to the rafters at KeyBank Center. I actually did a video of this very thing when that was announced that this year they would retire that number, you can go ahead and check that out. I will throw a link up here somewhere in the video. But the Buffalo Sabres did another amazing job with this ceremony, much like they did last year with the Rick Jenneret ceremony, his retirement ceremony, a game that I was at. The, the Sabres organization these last couple of years have been Second to none in these types of ceremonies. They have been very, very good. I have not heard a single complaint from Sabres fans. Everyone seems to love what the Sabres are doing and the direction the overall team is heading. So that definitely helps in terms of things when the, you know, things for fans when they have appreciation for these types of things. And the building was pumped from the opening face-off. You could just sense it from home how electric that building was. Even though the Sabres were coming into this game just 1-4-1 and one in their last six games, off of they were just coming off of a brutal loss to the Chicago Blackhawks, a game they lost in overtime. They outplayed Chicago pretty much all game long. They fell apart in the third period. They lost a two-goal lead and ended up losing in overtime to one of the worst teams in the league. They simply would not let that happen again in this game. They came out on fire. They dominated Basically, from the opening puck drop, the Sabres outshot, outplayed the New York Islanders for a majority of this game. They out, especially in the first period, they outshot the Islanders 18 to 5 in the first period. I don't think we've seen such a discrepancy in a Sabres game in a very long time. However, Ilya Sorokin shows why he is one of the best goaltenders in the league as he stops all 18 of the Sabres shots and the Sabres go into the first intermission down one to nothing. The Sabres, however, kept pressing. They kept moving forward and they kept taking the play to the Islanders, as I stated for basically the entire game. It was a full 60-minute effort for this Sabres team. They ended up with 45 shots on goal and a staggering 
89 shots attempted. The New York Islanders are very good at blocking shots. I believe they blocked 28 shots in this game. And even then, the Sabres still got 45 shots on goal. Now, obviously, it wasn't all good for the Sabres as they lost uh, or as they were behind multiple times in this game. The first goal, J.J. Paterka loses his man, uh, Brock Nelson, as he drives to the net coming in on what looked like a pretty harmless play. But Paterka doesn't beat Nelson to the backside, and he ends up with an easy empty net goal, basically, uh, for the one nothing lead in the first period. And in the second period, I don't know where the Sabres forwards were on this one. This looked like it was on Alex Tuck's side, and Matt Martin came in untouched with nobody anywhere near him. The defense did a pretty solid job tying guys up in front of the net. However, they left Matt Martin wide open, did the Sabres forwards on the backside again. Once again, no chance for Lukanen to make a save on that play. This is something that, If the Sabres want to make noise in this playoff race, the forwards have absolutely got to be better in the defensive zone to help out their D-men and help out their goaltending. Now, many people have very strong opinions about the player that I'm going to talk about. However, if you were watching this game he really and paying attention, he really stood out to you as having a great game. And it's Casey Middlestat again. He had a very, very strong game, as most of the Buffalo Sabres teams did. He continues to plug along. He had a he hit the goalpost early in this game. He was buzzing all game long. He hit a goalpost early in the game. He ends up about halfway through the third period, coming out of the corner with the puck, winning a puck battle, getting it over to Victor Olofsson and a nice little sauce pass. Olofsson able to corral it, put it far side, uh, glove hand on Sorokin to tie the game. And as much shit as people talk about Casey Middlestat, like I said, he keeps plugging along. He has got eight assists in his last nine games, and he is quietly on pace to score 50 points this season, something that I don't think a lot of Sabres players are really taking into account that, yeah, he does make occasional very bad plays, but since the addition of Tyson Jost on that line, they have been probably one of the Sabres' most consistent lines on a nightly basis because Jost adds that energy. He battles in the corners. Middlestat has been battling in corners. Olofsson is kind of the perimeter guy, but when he gets, and he's, he's, he's a pure goal scorer. So he gets into those open areas where Jost and Middlestat can find him. He now has 19 goals on the season after the goal tonight. That line has been cooking for the Sabres. And again, like I said, they have been probably one of the most consistently strong lines for the Sabres over these last 10 or so games. Now, obviously, another player that had an incredible night was Rasmus Dahlin. He assists on the first goal. The patience he has just walking the puck along the blue line, shooting it and and creating kind of a rebound as it bounces off the defenseman right to Alex Tuck, who makes no mistake. And then, of course, in overtime, where he makes a ridiculously good pass 
to Dylan Cousins, who is able to stop a bouncing puck on a breakaway, have the wherewithal to stop the bouncing puck on the breakaway, settle it down, and then beat Sorokin clean on the blocker side. Just a great play all around to give the Sabres the 3-2 win in overtime. But the star of this game, of course, had to be on Ryan Miller night, was the goalie in Uko Pekka Lukanen. He made an incredible amount of very good saves, grade-A opportunities on the New York Islanders, breakaway saves where he comes across, makes a pad save. He was making saves, not giving up a whole lot of rebounds on some of these shots with traffic in front of him. He also made an incredible save late, late in this game, less than 10 seconds to go on a two-on-one which could have won the game for the New York Islanders. He calmly blockers it aside to get the game into overtime. He played his third straight very strong game. He stopped 26 of 28 shots and posted a .923 save percentage in this game. He was my first star on Ryan Miller night, and the Sabres came away with a 3-2 victory because of the strong play on their back end and in their net. With this win, the Buffalo Sabres now sit just four points out of the final wildcard playoff spot with 38 games remaining. The Sabres are still in the playoff hunt late into January, something that most people probably didn't think that they would be in. And it is setting the Sabres up to have a very fun last 38 games of the season. If they can continue to bring it on a nightly basis, the Sabres will stay right in the thick of things until the very end and maybe even squeaking in to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo, guys. Remember to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. That's all for this week. Have a fantastic week. I can tell you, there is no greater honor to share with the fans here in Buffalo. (laughs) Welcome to the club. Welcome home.